0: Well, today we're continuing our series entitled All In, where God is inviting us to go all in with Him. And as I was preparing this message, I was reminded of the fact that not only does God invite us to go in, but other people invite us to go in. I was reminded about how whenever I go to a fast food restaurant or whenever I go on Amazon to shop, they always give me the opportunity to go all in with them. And this is how they frame it. They say, do you want more? Do you want more? After I place my order at a fast food restaurant, they extend an opportunity to me for me to upsize my meal. They'll say, do you really want a medium? Don't you want a large? And then when I say no, they'll say, do you want a milkshake? And then I say no. And then sometimes when I go to another place, they'll say, do you want a portion of brownies? And I say no. And then they'll say, do you want a piece of pie? And then finally I say yes. Most of the time, I can say no to a fast food restaurant, but where I really struggle, this is a confession moment, where I really struggle is with Amazon because Amazon gets me. In fact, Amazon really gets me. They understand me. They really know what I need. In fact, after I place my order, right before I go to checkout, they extend opportunities to me to purchase things that sometimes I need and sometimes I don't. They'll extend to me, do you want a blender? And I really don't need it, but I'll say, yes, please. Or they'll say, do you want a power drill? Or they'll say, do you want a new sound system? And I'll say, yes, please. In fact, I'm here to talk to my phone because I know sometimes they listen. Amazon, if you've got a great deal on a TV, just know I'll say, yes, please. And this is what happens. They want to extend the opportunity for me to go all in with them to say yes to their more. But what I've discovered is this, is that these places, when they extend the opportunity for me to go all in and to receive more, it's not about them giving more, it's about them getting more from me. But God doesn't work that way. In fact, when he invites us into his more, it's not that he wants to take more from us, it's that he has more for us. Oh, I wanna say that again. Whenever God says, I have more for you, it's not that He wants to take more from us, it's that He wants to give more to us and He has more for us. And I truly believe that God has more for us today. In fact, I've titled today's message, Get Ready for More. Get Ready for More. Get ready for more. In fact, I want to challenge you to get ready for God's more because God always has more for us. He's already given us so much, and he wants to give us so much more. In fact, I want to share with you a little bit about what God has already done here at Westover. The more he's already extended to us this year, God has grown us numerically and spiritually. Let me share with you what he's doing in our English services, in our Spanish ministry, and in our family ministry. Since January, we as a church have grown 21% in on-campus attendance. And if this is actually the second year. Last year we grew 21% in on-campus attendance, and this year we're growing 21% in on-campus attendance. And God is extending that growth into our Spanish ministry. Spanish ministry over the last eight months has doubled in size. In fact, twice in the last month, yes, twice in the last month, they've been over 400 people in attendance. They are growing, they are truly outgrowing their auditorium, and God deserves praise for that. This is what he's doing. But it doesn't end there. In fact, God is growing our family ministry. Right now, We have 650 kids in kids' ministry, and we have 350 students in student ministry. This is over 1,000 kids and students in the next generation that God is reaching through this church, and he's not stopping. I believe there's more he wants to do. God has more for us as a church, and God deserves the glory for it. But I believe with all my heart that God has created us for more. I don't think God has stopped. In fact, I think he's just getting started. In fact, I believe that God has created us to be a lighthouse to the lost. He's created us to be a hospital for the hurting and the broken. He's created us to be a rescue boat for those who need rescuing. In fact, I believe that God is about to help us step into his best and his preferred future. In fact, I believe that he's inviting us to reach more people in our community. He's inviting us to teach more people how to follow Jesus. He's inviting us to rescue more marriages from the brink of divorce. He's inviting us to encourage those who need to know more about Jesus to learn more about Jesus. I believe he's empowering us to champion the call of God so that more kids and students and young adults know that God has a purpose for them. I believe that he's challenging us to give more generously. I believe that he's challenging Challenging us to step into his more and make more of a kingdom impact. I believe that God has more. I believe that God has more. In fact, you're created for more. I'm going to say it again. You're created for more. You are created for more. And I believe that God, as we step into his more, he's going to give us more grace, more strength, more encouragement, more of his power. More of his presence, more of his wisdom, more of his discernment, more of his capacity, more of everything that he has. Because whenever we get God, we get all that he is and so much more. And so I want to challenge you, get ready for more. Get ready for more. In fact, I want you to say this in your heart as a prayer. Get ready for more. Say it with me. Get ready for more. I believe God has more for us. And so today I want to invite you to join me in Joshua chapter 1. We're going to look at how the nation of Israel was able to receive more that God had for them. As you remember, they were in the wilderness. God had promised them the promised land. And he says, I'm about to help you step into your more. And I believe that what he did for them then, he's going to do for us even here now. So Joshua chapter 1, we're going to look at verses 2 through 4. And this is the conversation God is having with Joshua and the nation of Israel. And by extension, he's having with us. Let's look at the word of God together. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready. Say, get ready, get ready. To cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. I'm going to pause here and just share with you. Well, God is speaking to the nation of Israel is he said, you've been in the wilderness for a long time. You haven't had a home. But right now, I'm going to define for you the boundaries of what I'm going to give to you. And I believe that God is about to extend our boundaries. I believe that God's going to help us step into the promised land. I believe that the promise he made in verse 3 of giving us every place where we set our foot, I believe that there is a place where God is intending for us to step into, and he's going to give us that place. And I just believe that we need to take him at his word. But often when God says he has more for us, he says, get ready for more. I want you to get more, but in order to get more, you need to give more. Sometimes God says, I need you to make the first move. I need you to give something in order for me to give you what it belongs to you. But I wanna reassure you that even when God asks us to give something to him, what we discover is that what we give to him pales in comparison to what he gives to us. And so let's look at at verses 12 through 15. It says this, But to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, The Lord your God will give you rest by giving you this land. But all your fighting men ready for battle must cross over ahead of your fellow Israelites. You are to help them until the Lord gives them rest as he has done for you. And until they too have taken possession of the land the Lord your God is giving them, after that you may go back and occupy your own land. Today God is speaking to us about getting ready for more. But I also believe that as he's telling us that he's about to expand our territory, I also believe that what he's speaking to us is that he is inviting us to give all that we can to him. In fact, I believe he's inviting us to live, give, and gen- to live, love, and give generously. He's inviting us to live, love, and give generously. He's inviting us to give of our time, our talent, and our treasure. Our time speaks of our heart and our passion. Our talent speaks of our spiritual gifts. It speaks of all that he's given us in terms of skill. And our talents refer to our financial resources, our treasure. That's exactly what he wants to do. He wants to invite us to go all in with him, to give him everything, to say, God, I'm not gonna hold anything back. I'm gonna give you my time, my talent, and my treasure because it belongs to you. Why? Because an all-in vision requires an all-in effort. An all-in vision requires an all-in effort. Just wanna remind us, when Jesus went to the cross, He gave all in effort. He did it because he knew that we needed him and he was willing to go all in. And if he went all in for us, we can go all in for him. If he went all in for us, we can go all in with him. There's still people he wants to reach in our community. There's still people who are lost and far from God. And he's inviting us as a church to be a lighthouse to say, Jesus loves you and he has a purpose for you and he wants you back. And all you have to do is call on the name of Jesus and you will be saved. And this is what we're called to do. We're called to live out the mission of God here at Westover, to follow Jesus and to love people. And in order for us to fully do that, we have to fully obey what he's saying and he's telling telling us we need to go all in. He promises to go before us and to be with us. And so today I want to share with you two ways to get ready for war. Number one, make a place for people. Make a place for people. I believe that Westover is intended to be a place for people. In fact, I believe God's inviting us to make a place for more people. There's more people he wants to reach. God wants to reach your grandchild who's, who doesn't know Jesus yet. God wants to reach your neighbor and your coworker. Yes, even that difficult one, that one you often ignore, that one who really needs Jesus. Well, you know you're praying for Jesus to reach that person. I'm here to remind you, you're intended to be Jesus with skin on to them. He's inviting us to be his hands, heart, and feet extended to the world. We must be willing to say yes. We must be willing to make a place for people, both at home and at work and here at this church. In fact, in 2024, we're going to make a place for more people in our English services, in our Spanish ministry, in our student ministry. Often when God invites us to make a place for more people, here's what he says. He says, I'm inviting you to trade your comfort and your convenience and your preference for my mission. Because God's mission is bigger than all of us And I want to be exactly where God is. In fact, I want to be right in the center of God's will. I believe God has a promised land for each one of us. I don't know about you, but I'm excited that he has a promised land for each one of us. And I'm just inviting you to get excited about the fact that God's about to lead you in. But in order for us to step into God's very best, we need to make a place for more people. And the way we're going to do this is in 2024, in February, we're going to actually add a third weekend service on Sunday. Why are we doing this? Because God wants to reach more people. And in so doing what we're gonna do is we're gonna immediately alleviate the pinch people feel in the hallways and in the parking lot. We're gonna create more place for people but it's not gonna stop there. We're actually gonna make a place for more people in our Spanish ministry because we're gonna transition Spanish ministry into the main auditorium on on Saturday evening. And what that's going to require is that's going to require all of us to make an adjustment to our schedule. And the reason we're doing that is because God is moving powerfully in our Spanish ministry and we need to make a place for them. We want them to continue to grow. And the only way we're going to do that is if we make a place for more people. God has done so much through this church, but I don't think this is the moment for us to kick our heels up on the table and say, we're going to coast. No, we need to press into what God has. We need to make a place for more people. I want to share with you what God is doing in our Spanish ministry. This is one story of dozens of stories. Our Spanish pastor told me recently about a family that started attending the church, our Spanish ministry, at the beginning of the year. They came in broken. They came on the brink of divorce. They were about to give up. They were about to sign divorce papers. But they decided to come to church, and they kept coming, and they kept coming, and they And after a couple weeks, both of them heard the call of God. And while they were sitting separately, both of them answered an altar call, and both of them on the same day gave their life to Jesus. And now their marriage is restored. Now their family is moving forward. Now they're inviting extended family members to church. And I heard recently that their 12-year-old gave his life to Jesus. Never underestimate what saying yes to God's more can do. And this is just one story of what God is doing. I also want to share with you that one of the benefits of us transitioning Spanish ministry into the main auditorium on Saturday is it's going to allow us to immediately, and I want student ministry to get excited about this, it's going to allow us to immediately double what we can do in student ministry. Because we're going to be able to have not just one auditorium, but two auditoriums where we can provide services for twice as many students. In fact, what we're going to do is we're going to give the entire student center to our student ministry so God can reach the next generation. And yes, I know that it's going to require all of us to make an adjustment to our weekend schedule but God's people are too valuable to lose. God's people are too valuable to lose. I'm willing to give up whatever, my seat, my time, my convenience, my preference to make sure that more people know who Jesus is, that more people have the power of God working in their life, so that more marriages are rescued, so that more families are restored, so that more students discover that God is real. I believe God is moving, and I believe that we need to empower what God is doing We need to say, God, I'm all in. I believe God is moving powerfully in the next generation. In fact, I want to tell you a story. I want to tell you a story about a student who's been moved powerfully by God. We had a mom recently come up to us and tell us that her son sensed a spiritual burden for some of his friends in his school. So he went ahead and he started a Bible study. And the kids were so interested in learning more about Jesus, these three friends and him, they started a group text where they started sending verses to one another. And this, this young boy, he had enough courage to invite those three friends to our student conference. And those three friends came to the student conference. And that night, they heard a prophetic message about how God was going to restore families, how he was going to heal a a, a relationship with the dad, how God was going to move powerfully in the lives of the next generation. And those three students, what they did is they walked up to the front and they gave their life to Jesus. And I want to speak prophetically to those young men and to that brave young man who invited his three friends I believe under the authority of God's word that he's gonna empower you to reach your next generation. All four of you, I believe he's about to send you out to make a kingdom impact. Just like he did with Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, those four boys, I believe God's about to do that with you. I believe he's gonna send you into the fire of culture, but you will not be touched, you will not be burned, because God the Lord will be with you. He will go before you, he'll stand beside you, he'll be within you, and you're gonna reach your friends, and you're gonna reach your parents, and you're gonna reach the next generation, and you're gonna reach your family members, you're gonna reach the people around you for Jesus, because you're willing to give him honor and glory, because you're willing to follow him fully, I believe he's going to empower you, and my prayer is that God would do it in the name of Jesus. Amen. This is what God wants to do. This is what God wants to do. He wants to move people forward. God's people are too valuable to lose. In fact, if we're willing to adjust our schedules, God is willing to catalyze us forward and advance us forward. In fact, If Jesus sacrificed his life for them, we can sacrifice our weekend schedule for them as well. Jesus died for them, and he's inviting us to same to do that same kind of sacrifice for them as well. And in so doing, we're actually following the example of the three tribes in verses twelve through fifteen. I want us to revisit those verses again because I think there's something that God wants to teach us in these verses. Let's look with let's look again at these verses. Verse 12 says this, but to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, the Lord your God will give you rest by giving you this land. Let me pause here and share with you. What God was saying to those three tribes is, you're actually already standing in your promised land. You actually have already inherited what I've given to you. But he says, don't rest right where you're at. Just because you're in your promised land, don't rest. And look at the challenge he offers to these three tribes that he, by extension, offers to us. He says this in verses 14 and 15. But all your fighting men ready for battle... Where's all the fighting men in this house? Let me hear you. Where are you at? (laughs) To all the fighting men ready for battle, you must cross over ahead of your fellow Israelites. You are to help them until the Lord gives them rest, as he has done for you, and until they too have taken possession of the land the Lord your God is giving them. After that, you may go back and occupy your land. What he's saying to these three tribes is God has already given you what belongs to you. But instead of resting, he says, I'm challenging you to go ahead of the other tribes and fight for them and help them secure the promised land. And what God is teaching us is this, it's a promised land principle. This is the principle, that promised land people are intended to go first and give more to secure the promised land for others. All of us who are in here, all of us who have walked with God for a long time, all of us who know Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we have already secured the promised land for us. But our promised land is intended to be a base camp so that we can step out and secure the promised land for those who are far from God, those who have a broken marriage, those who have a broken family, those who are facing depression and suicide. And this is what God is inviting us to do. He's saying, don't get comfortable. Don't rest yet. Be willing to use that as a base camp to reach others. Church, we've been blessed so that we can be a blessing. That's why I unapologetically every week am inviting people to come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. It's why every week I'm appealing to you to live, love, and give generously to God's kingdom so that he can make a kingdom impact through us. Because we're not intended to just rest in the promised land he's given us. We're intended to use that as leverage to reach the next generation, to reach other people. I believe God's going to God's going to help us, but it's going to require us to not rest. We're going to have to push forward. In fact, here's the second way to get ready for more. Step into God's more. The only way we can take hold of God's more is if we're willing to take a step. It's going to require us to take a step of faith. God has more for us, but sometimes the more is on the other side of our obedience, on the other side of the step he's inviting us to take. In fact, I believe that as a church, God is challenging us to double the number of volunteers we have for our weekend services, why? Because I don't wanna turn anyone away. I don't want someone to be in the parking lot and they can't find a parking lot spot because they don't, there's no attendance out there to help them. Or somebody comes in and they can't find a seat because we don't have enough greeters or ushers. Or a student can't hear about Jesus because we don't have enough small group leaders in student ministry. They are too valuable to lose. And it's going to require all of us hearing the call of God and saying, God, I'm willing to step in. I'm willing to give up my time and my preference and my schedule because of what you've done for me, because I've already secured the promised land. You've already given it to me. But I'm willing to fight for someone else. And all-in vision requires all-in effort. In fact, I've been sensing in my heart that God has been speaking to all of us about going all in. For some of us, God has been speaking that in order for us to go all in, we need to get to know him more. We need to know how to follow Jesus. We need to pray more. We need to connect with him more. We need to not just come to church, but also read his word and pray. That we need to invite other people in our family and our friends circle to church. But also believe that for some of us, he's inviting us to take a step of faith to set aside uh, our, our time and our focus on our work and spend time with the more, more time with our kids. Or maybe just to invest more time in our marriage. Maybe for some of us, he's inviting us to actually join a life group and get connected spiritually. For other, others of us, he's inviting us to actually lead a life group. For others of us, he's inviting us to step in and volunteer. For some, he's inviting us to live, love, and give generously of our resources. Whatever God speaks, I want to challenge you to say yes to his all-in invitation. And we as a church, we're committed to helping you go all-in. In fact, next Sunday, we're launching some classes that are going to be available weekly, every Sunday, to help you live out the mission of God of follow Jesus and love people. We have two classes. You're going to be surprised by the titles, follow Jesus and love people. The follow Jesus class is simply this. We want to help you learn how to meet and follow Jesus every day. We want you to deepen your faith. We want you to discover that God is real. We want you to hear his voice. We want you to learn how you can read God's word and really meet him and understand how to hear him and hear how he speaks to you, where you're able to learn about who the Holy Spirit is and how you can move forward. And then in our Love People class, it's learning how to love people God's way by serving. Learning how to love the people in your family, in your friend group, at work. Learning how to love people by volunteering at church, by leading a life group, by stepping in and serving. This is what the love, Ge- love People class is all about. It's intended to equip us so that we can make the kingdom impact. It's so that we can step out of the promised land he's given us and make a kingdom impact for him. Why can we do that? Because he promises to be with us and to go before us. I've discovered that serving is not a sacrifice. It's an opportunity that we give God to work in our life and through our life. And why are we doing this? Because eternity has its eyes on us. Eternity has its eyes on us. Everything we do in this life echoes in eternity. Those who have gone before us and are now in the presence of God, they're in God's rest but this is a moment for us to work. It's a moment for us to take steps towards him. It's a moment for us to step into what God has. Eternity not only has its eyes on us, but eternity hangs in the balance. A couple weeks ago, a lady came up to me at Guest Central. And she said, Pastor, can I talk to you? I said, yes. So she invited me to come closer. And she said, no, come a little closer. And then she whispered to me, she said, Pastor John, I need to tell you that God saved my life. I said, really, how? She said, a couple weeks ago, the first Sunday I came to Westover was the first weekend you talked about spiritual and mental health. And I came to church broken, depressed, feeling bad about my life. I felt like there wasn't any hope. But I decided to come to church anyways. And there were a couple moments during the service when I thought about walking out but the only reason I stayed is because there were some people who opened the door for me, some people who greeted me with a smile and said, God bless you, so I decided to stay. And it, She said, Pastor, I'm glad I stayed because during that moment, at the end of the service, you said something that made a difference in my heart. You said that there was someone in the service who was struggling with suicide, suicidal thoughts and that God was gonna rescue them. She said, Pastor, that was me. I came in thinking about dying, thinking I wasn't gonna make it through the week, but that gave me hope. I heard, God. I heard God in that message. She said, during the rest of that week, I still struggled. In fact, later on in that week, I had a really down moment, but I believe God reminded me of the 988 lifeline, and I called that lifeline, and because of that, I'm alive today, and God rescued me, and now I'm moving forward. Yes, I still have difficult moments. Yes, I still struggle. But God is helping me move forward. Westover, why are we doing this? Why are we doing all this? We're doing this because God loves his people. And he's inviting us to go all in with him, to accept his invitation into his promised land. And today I want to give you the opportunity to say yes and to make a commitment. So today as I close, I want to invite you to stand. I've been praying for you all this week that God would speak to your heart about what you should do to go all in with him. I wanna invite you that whatever God speaks to you that you'll say yes. In fact, I believe that for this moment specifically that God's about to speak prophetically to your heart about what you need to do to go all in with him. And I believe that if you take that step of faith, whatever he speaks, that you're gonna see God's blessing poured out upon you believe you're gonna step into the promised land that God has for you. We must take a step of faith and cross a threshold of obedience to see God bless us. And I just wanna share with you, this is the way we're gonna go all in. We're gonna start by giving you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. Here at Westover, we believe that saying yes to Jesus is as clear as ABC. A admitting that we need Jesus because we all do need him. B, believing that he died on the cross to pay for our sins and that he rose again to give us life, hope, and a future, and see that we would confess from our heart with our mouth out loud that we want him to be the Lord of our life. I'm going to give you that opportunity today. So I'm going to lead you in a prayer in just a moment, and at the conclusion of that prayer, then I'm going to pray that God would speak prophetically to you about what you could do to go all in with him. So here's what I want us to do. I want to invite you to bow your head and close your eyes. i want to give you a private audience with God. If you're at a place in your life where you know you need to say yes to Jesus, this is your moment. This is your all-in moment. Don't be afraid. God is right here with you. He's speaking to your heart. I invite you to say yes. And if you want to say yes on the count of three, I invite you to raise your hand. You're not joining this church. You're joining the family of God. One, two, three. Yes, yes. There's hands going up everywhere. Yes, yes, yes. God sees you. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to invite all of us to say this prayer from our heart, and then I'm going to pray a blessing over you. Say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. Today I choose to go all in with you. I make you the Lord and Savior of my life. I give everything to you. I hold nothing back. Help me live for you. Help me follow you, Jesus. Today and forever. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Let's give God praise for that. And now I just invite you to, to raise your hands. I'd like to pray a blessing over you. Just raise your hands. Let me pray a blessing over you. God, I pray right now for your people. You've challenged us to go all in, you want us to get ready for your more. I pray, Lord, you speak prophetically and clearly to them about the more that you have for them, but also speak to them about the step that they need to take to step into your preferred future, to step into the promised land, God. I pray, Lord, you quicken their heart. I pray, Lord, that they would be strong and courageous to say yes to the step that you're presenting to them. And, Lord, as they are faithful to you, as they go all in with you, that you'll prove that you are faithful to your word, that when we go all in with you, you go all in for us. I pray, Lord, you bless your people. Give them your peace. Give them your strength. Give them your reassurance that as they follow you, you will lead them forward. Bless your people today in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen amen and amen. I want to share with you. It's been a delight to have you here in service. We hope to see you next weekend. We're praying God's best over you. God bless you, and we are dismissed.